hope you're having a happy new year so far. I hope 2019 is everything that you need it to be. Hello, who's with me? This is Bones, my friend. Hey, Bones. Happy New What's Year. What's going on? You, Same to you, brother. Okay, okay. I'm glad to hear from you. Uh, yes, sir. Let me, let me just run through something real quick before I, we start anything, okay? Uh, I just want everybody to know that this show... Our, I mean, I'm sorry, Strange Talk with Doc can be heard on iTunes at Our World Netboy Doc Talks You, which I am recording on right now, Strange Talk with Doc, 10 a.m. every Sunday morning, Eastern Standard Time. My email is drdallas33 at gmail.com. And I just want you to know this is not a sports show. It's not a gossip show. It's not an entertainment show. It's not a show about wrestling. It's not a political show. It's not a show that's going to try to open your third eye. But we're going to touch on each and every subject that we think is worthy of discussion. And I want to say uh, a rest in peace to my sister cousin. I lost my cousin a couple of days ago. Uh, she's as close to a sister as I would ever have in this life. We grew up together. And I just want later to uh, rest in peace. Okay. Rest in peace. Wow. I, wow. I didn't know y'all was related. Wow. Rest in peace. Oh, that's my first cousin, man. Really? Wow. I didn't know that, man. I'm, you know, I know her because we all, you know, we all grew up together. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's my first cousin. Wow. Rest uh, in peace to her and the children. Yeah, yeah. That that threw me off. It actually, threw me for a loop. I didn't know I didn't know that she was sick or anything. But, you know, that's how life goes. Yeah. And that's why you know, I got my PSA. Everybody make your 2019 no miss doctor's appointment. Each and every doctor's appointment Then two, I don't care what they are. Go to them. Which what's going on over there, bro? I'm good, brother. Oh, it sounds like you're on some kind of weird speaker. Well, let me turn my volume down on this headset. Okay, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Is that better? Yes, that's a lot better. Well, okay. this week we we had Clemson beat Alabama. I really did. Good, care. thank Not God. A... Oh, yeah, you know what? Enough with Alabama, right? Yeah, exactly. Let somebody else win. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of Alabama. I'm not a huge fan of Clemson. I'm not really what you call. When I was growing up, I was a humongous college football fan, which I'm no longer. But I am a huge NFL fan. Okay, now you got to get yourself together, brother. It's not like you in a car backing up. Or something. Okay, I'm good. Okay. Now, we had uh, last Monday was Black Monday in the NFL. Eight coaches got fired. So far, six of those coaching positions have been filled by white coaches. This doesn't seem to be even interviewing black coaches right now, man. Yeah, that, that Rooney rule is a joke. There you is know, this year, 2019. There is no Rooney rule, zero Rooney rule. Matter of fact, no. Go ahead. 
Oh, yeah, I was going to say, like, when the Jets, when they hired that guy Gates, Adam Gates, what the fuck did he do to deserve another shot? He's done nothing. Well, see, I, I can't even explain that. Uh, other than the Jets just being the Jets. Now, Miami seems to be offering the job to the one black coach. Bryant Flores is his name, right? Then you got the Patriots. Not the Patriots, but the um, Cincinnati Bengals seem to be offering their job to one of the coaches from the Rams last night, Zach Taylor, who's another young white coach, which would make seven out of eight of the coaches hired white guys. Now, we all know that the number one offense in the league is the Kansas City Chiefs. Their offensive coordinator is a young man named Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy is a young black man. His name has not come up in discussion at all, not even for an interview. I am in total shock behind it. Yeah, This is a bad look for the NFL, man. Yeah, it it was. And I was trying to explain to a friend of mine, he was like, he don't see what the problem is. And I said, the problem is what it's always been. Yeah, he just said that. I said, it's institutionalized racism, the old boy network. And you're getting in because your man got in. So it's not a, a thing of what you know, but who you know. Yeah, and right and, now, uh, if you if you mowed uh, Sean McVay's lawn, you might be able to get a head coaching job. Yeah. How he became the end-all, be-all, I don't know. But uh, he seems to be the guy rocking the boat right now. Okay, last night, unfortunately for me, my Dallas Cowboys lost to the Los Angeles Rams, twenty-two to thirty. I'm hoping my coach gets. Mm-hmm. I am hoping that Garrett gets fired. I don't see it happening. He, He's Jerry no, Boy. No, not gonna happen. Yeah. And Kansas City beat Indy 31-13. Indy didn't show up offensively at all. Indy did not show up offensively at all. Now, today we got Philly and the Saints, Chargers and the Pack. Who you got? I like the Saints, and, um, and I like the Chargers. Okay, I actually am going with the uh, Saints and the Patriots. Saints and the Patriots. Uh, I think that, uh, I don't know. The Chargers got to leave sunny California to go play in cold New England. New England doesn't seem to lose there. And from what I heard, the weather really stinks on the East Coast. We got nothing but cold rain down here. So I can't imagine what it must feel like up in New England. Yeah, because right now we don't have any um, not snowing or nothing up here. It's just cold. Hmm. Yeah, but it's let's see how cold. the California boys handle that. You know. Yeah. Now, uh, you know what? I was going to talk about some other uh, sports-related stuff, but I'll get back to that if I have time. But we had the students. What are you doing, uh, Bones? You kill him. 
Uh, I'm done. Go ahead. Okay. We had a student attack an older female teacher. I believe it was in Michigan. Did you see the video of this? No, I didn't see that. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little perturbed at these young people that they think that they're helping by just pulling out cell phones. Sometimes oh, yes. physical, phys, physical activity calls for physical contact. A cell phone is not, if you got somebody and a young man is beating up what everybody said clearly looked like this woman could have been somebody's grandmother, step in. You don't, you don't have to make yourself a victim. You know, there's a thing called holding somebody. They don't, is, is that art gone? Nobody does that anymore? Just hold the person. Two or three of the guys in the class say, we're not standing for this shit. Let's hold this guy. You know, because first of all, it's not a good look beating up a woman publicly. Not at all. And then what do you do with your life? You know, people have to realize there, there's a very serious thing. You know, consequences. You don't want felonies on your fucking record, man. Felonies are, 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 that shit is a speed bump that you can't always get around in life. You know, a misdemeanor or, or something like that. But felonies, man, make life harder. And it's already hard if you're a young black man in America. Absolutely. Assault felony. Say one day you you become a homeowner, you're a responsible adult. You want to buy weapons to protect your home. And they look back at your, the sheriff looks back at your record and goes, you know, you have violent felonies on your record. We can't give you, uh, you know, that carry license. That's not your future, son. You better get yourself a big dog. You know what I mean? Now, there was also some very good news. The young lady, Santonio Brown, who's been in prison for like 15 years for killing her rapist, they finally decided that they're going to release this girl. Well, she's a 31-year-old woman now. Remember her? She was like the uh, poster child for abused girls who stood up and finally said, I can't take it no more. So she killed the dude. Yeah, that was really, really sad. Yeah, yeah, she kills the dude, and now she spends 15 years, basically her whole youth, in penitentiary, but now she's going to grant it clemency. Thank God that, you know, sometimes it takes a long time for something to work out, but something worked out for her, you know. And then this one, I'm sure, is in the news more, it's closer to your home base than it is my home base. The dude who walks into the Patterson Police Department begging for water, obviously high on some kind of drug, I guess, but nobody helps him, and he dies like the next day. What What is the media saying about this up there? Uh, Jameet good morning. Lowry's Good morning, good morning. Hey, hey, Cal, what's going on? I'm all right. Good morning, Doc. Who you on the line with? It's me, you, and Bones. Hey, good morning, Bones. How you doing, big brother? Good morning, brother. All right. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all, y'all get involved. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing y'all get involved. Y'all was talking about the Patterson situation. Let's get involved. Yes. 
Yeah, Jamika Lowry is this brother's name, 27 years old. He goes in the police department. And we got to, this cannot be a myth. When you walk in a police department, no matter your situation, I don't care if you're bloody, I don't care if you're bruised, you're injured, or you're high. It's supposed to be a sanctuary where you can get that help that you need. If it, if it means that you have to be 5150, you know, put away for three days for mental evaluation, locked up if need be, detained, whatever, you're not supposed to be ignored when you walk in a police department. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I agree. It's um. See, the, the the issue with that is when you go into a police station, especially in New York, it's very standoffish when you go in there. You know, these guys they act like they don't know, you know, who you are. So they're they're not they're not unfriendly, but they're not friendly either. And um, me personally, from my experiences, uh, my wife is retired from the NYPD. Me, I worked with them in a jurisdiction for a lot of years, but you know, as a civilian. I always had that, that good, good, get-out-of-jail-free card, that PBA card. But I had issues with the police where I had to go into the station uh, in regards to how I was being dealt with. My office is on duty for numerous occasions. And, you know, uh, this would be the one, the 48th precinct in the Bronx, one of the worst precincts in New York City. And um, every time I went in there, after a while they got used to seeing me, so they started treating me a little bit better. And then, you know, come to find out I actually knew the captain of that station because I had uh, did some work with him probably about 20 years prior to whatever I was dealing with in that station. And, like, it's when you come in there, it's standoffish. You know, they don't want you to come past a certain point. You know, they kind of leave you to the side. They don't really, you know, address whatever your issue is right away. If it's a situation where you're being threatened, they're not really taking it as serious as they should. So I, I can totally relate to this situation. Yeah, but you know what, man? And I find it sad. I mean, I I've I seen the video. This guy, he, he admitted to them that he he was high on drugs. Okay, but he kept the only thing he kept saying he wanted was water. He didn't ask for the moon, the stars, and the sky. Water. I'm sure. You know, I I have not spent very much time in police departments anywhere in America. But I am sure there's a water fountain or at least one police officer who could take a dollar out of his pocket and get a damn bottle of the Sun Cave water. I'm sure they have that stinking uh, soda machine. They got we, a cooler, a free cooler. Every, yeah, every, you know what? Every, you, a cooler. You're looking at a human being. It might be a human being in distress. And I know that everybody's always worried about, and me and you work together in the legal field. Everybody's worried about being sued for everything. I understand that. Everybody, that's why if you you were on an airplane, you say, is there a doctor on the plane? He doesn't want to jump up and help you because he's going to be like, you're going to sue me if something goes wrong. Right. But you know what? I think I'm going to take the chance with another human being and say, this person's asking me for a cup of water. I, I think I will take the lawsuit by giving a human being a cup of water because you give a dog a cup of water. Now, who else we got on the line with us? It's Omar. Hey, if that's the name you want to use, you can use that or you can go to uh, something else. That's fine. Okay. Well, 
Cal Bones O is on the line with us. Hey, salute Omar. Good morning, brother. How you doing? Good. What's up? Good morning, Omar. Right. How y'all feel? All right, man. Great, great. Okay, so let, let, let's 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 deal with a subject that is like the news of the week. <laughs> Has anybody else watched Surviving R. Kelly? <laughs> oh Lord! Yeah, I, I I I didn't really have much of a choice but to watch it. It was on every TV in my house. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it it you know I saw it. And before we get into it, I will I will say this. I was actually out uh, going to school out in Springfield, Illinois, uh, 1999-2000. I was a grown man out there playing basketball on a scholarship. So every time I had to go to Springfield, I had to go through Chicago. And I will tell you this. Back then, there was a hit on R. Kelly's head because he was not in favor there in his hometown for tearing them young girls' asses out. And that's back then. Wow. Let's get involved right now, y'all. Okay, I I watched all six hours. Uh, I'm going to state this because you got to be, I have to be 100% honest. R. Kelly's music is genius. R. Kelly, matter of fact, what, what they're doing a disservice to every one of those women is that every time they do a news report on R. Kelly, they play his music in the background. So you tap in your feet and you're trying to put in your mind this animal with this music, especially Injection. Injection's playing in the background and that shit is banging. It's sounding good. And you're going, oh my God. I mean, but after six hours of watching this, these young ladies were failed by everybody in their lives, including themselves. Money Yo, for... Did anybody listen to the, 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 the song that he wrote, I Admit? Yeah, but he didn't admit anything. No, but has anybody listened to the song, I Admit? Sure I have. But uh, I admit and... he doesn't say much. Just let me in. Just let me in. Okay, what's going on with that phone? My phone? Yeah, somebody's uh, phone is freaking out on me. Come on, let me take it. Is that better? Yeah, yeah, man. This is a radio show. Hundreds and hundreds of people are going to be listening to this. We want to be crystal clear. Okay, so I admit, though, he talked about his shortcomings, man. He talked about some of them, right? But he ain't going to talk about race. You're not going to talk about know. weight because you know what? There's no statute of limitations on weight. No, it ain't. It isn't, but I'll say this. This is what my problem was. My problem wasn't really young ladies. I was already angry from 2000, 99, 2000 with uh, R. Kelly and his situation. And so, therefore, before the, the tape can hit, which I hey, what is tape, that? I saw the tape, and there was no doubt he violated that young lady on the tape. There's no doubt he violated many others. And I'm, I feel sorry because basically I have two young daughters, and anybody does anything to them, I'm cutting their head off. 
ain't, I'm not debating it. I'm not going back and forth. I don't care if they're rich. I don't care if they're poor. I'm cutting their head off. Black, white, Chinese, whatever, it doesn't matter. Cutting your head off. So with that being said, my issue with the Six Park series was the people reporting it were not credible at all. Anybody can take on that? Well, listen, uh, whose phone is that? You're killing me. It's not you, Cal. You're coming through beautiful. Is it me? Somebody, it could be. It sounds like somebody's taking their phone and rubbing it across the floor. <laughs> I'm sitting pretty still. I'm sitting pretty still. I hope it's, it's either that phone. or some damn speakerphones. Um, listen, two guys really screwed up by being on this uh, documentary. Torrey, who just got busted. Oh, absolutely. And Shalaman, the God. He had no business being on there either because he had a pending supposedly rape case of a 16-year-old against him. Now, let's, let's listen. Bottom line is, when R. Kelly first, before he became I, I Wish I Could Fly and all this, when we found out, and we're too fucking forgiving black people, the community, when yep. we found out that a 27-year-old man was banging that young queen, Aaliyah, we should have been done with him then it should have been yep. over then but here's the problem too many guys know too many guys from neighborhoods like us who have friends who like young girls and they turn a blind eye so they turn a blind eye to a regular dude so they damn sure gonna turn a blind eye to a celebrity none of my I none add, of my i've never had a i want to add this real quick buddy think about it Think about when you was in high school and all the girls. Who were coming and picked them up? The girls that was about the money. <laughs> the dudes guys. with the cars, the, the older guys, the older guys. But see, you know what? I have never had that person in my life. I have never in all my years been close, had a conversation that I would have accepted from any, do you know that I have never dated a, a chick in my entire life where there was more than three years difference in age since me I've been a boy? My wife is three years younger. Yeah, me neither. I'm saying that is that is the closest. First of all, if when I hit thirty, to me a nineteen-year-old girl would have been a. What am I going to talk about to this dingbat? That's the way I'm looking at it. He's a dingbat. But that you can't you can't dismiss, and I'm not condoning it. I'm just gonna say you can't dismiss the power of the SIP. SIP is an acronym, right? Sweet, young, and and that's why they got prisons. Yeah, but I'm saying, but now, and that's why we need prisons. Listen to this: a 19-year-old person is a grown-up. No, no, but see, we're not. See, that 19 was the term I used. If you right. look at R. Kelly's history, there's a lot of 14, 15, and 16-year-olds. 19 is almost like too old for him. Yeah. 19 is like a senior I've, citizen. Yeah, he Ain't no 19-year-old yeah, girls that were speaking up on those videos. These are girls saying he's in his... One of them, he's 41, she's 16. 
And I don't give a fuck. In America, that's wrong. That's illegal. 100%. And see, my thing with it was, was, you know, as I was online and reporting this information in my groups this week, there were a lot of people defending R. Kelly. And, and what they did was, to defend him, they used the distraction. They used the, the, the Hugh Hefner distraction. The Jerry Seinfeld distraction. Oh, yeah. Uh, Elvis the Jay -Z, The Jay-Z distraction. The Dame Dash distraction. First of all, I'm not really a big R. Kelly fan. Never was. One. Two. All of them dudes was wrong. You know what I'm saying? And I have pictures and all type of footage and shit of all these guys dating these young girls and doing this and doing that. You know what I'm saying? And to me, the distractions was neither here nor there. This was about R. Kelly. This wasn't about Hugh Hefner. We know. We knew. Everybody on this line right now has seen a Playboy magazine. Am I correct? Yes, mm -hmm. I have. Okay, I have too. Hugh Hefner. What he did was he was the king of the runaway catch a runaway king back in the seventies and sixties. So he was a dirtbag, but he never told you that he wasn't. <laughs> he never. He basically his job was to sell sex, and that's what he did. And this is back when sex was taboo. Porn became a billion-dollar industry before music, and a lot of people don't know that. You know, right. there were there was you know, uh, porn was was black market, and they were making millions and millions of dollars. Going back to the mob, that was one of the ways the mob made their money. And there were people out there that wanted child pornography, in particular, and this was a big sell. You go over overseas, they're selling children ten. 12 years old overseas. But in yeah, go to the Dominican Republic. It's common. Absolutely. And so you look Very at you, I, I felt like it's definitely common. To, my, my thing with the black community was is that they, instead of them saying, you know what, this guy is wrong. R. Kelly is wrong. I don't even call wrong, him R. Kelly. I'm not going to refer to him no more. <laughs> in R. Kelly. This, I, that's, this is not. I got to say that straight. I call him Rapist Face. His name is Rapist Face. That's what I call him. Rapist yeah, I don't even want to. I don't. I didn't want to use a name. He, for me, he's the name I will not mention anymore. You, you, you know what? Right, I, I'm going to refer to him to rapist. Rapist face was accepted in the black community because he, I believe that he was closer to us, and we could relate to him being a black man. And you know the music that he was putting out. I can't think of how many weddings I went to, and I heard "Step in the Name of Love." And this is after the fact that rapist face had did the things he did. Hey, let, me, and so let me just break you off for one second there, Cal. Listen, he's guilty of doing something also that is atrocious that he did to millions, not directly because he didn't put a gun to our head, but indirectly, uh, that name that I will not mention, made millions of people witness child pornography. Out of curiosity, we had to see this damn tape. And he made millions of people criminals by viewing it. He did. I agree because the curiosity, I remember watching the tape with a group of adults in either 2002, 2003. It was about maybe 10 of us. It looked like it was a party. They had food there, a bunch of people. And so when and the video came on, I'm like, when, when the video came on, I'm like, what the fuck is this? And it was so disgusting. I got up and I walked out. And on top and of it, 
how the hell did that jury acquit him? That was clearly R. Kelly on that tape. It was. It wasn't his brother. They said it was his brother. But the problem with the tape was they couldn't produce the person that actually violated on the tape. What is she wouldn't testify. Yeah, because you know what? Money money, money is a mother effer. Money is a strong motivator. Yep. Money is a strong, strong motivator. Like, I watched something this week, very briefly, and I couldn't even believe what I was hearing. Christian Bale, who I, I like as an actor, he got on national TV and thanked Satan. You don't think yeah. Satan even as a joke. Not even as a joke. But right, no gumption, right, no nothing. I like to thank you, Satan. Who the fuck does that in front but, of millions of but, people? But you want to know who does that? You want to know who does that? Somebody that that's their belief system. And, 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 and be it right or be it wrong, right? We have to. And, and this, I think this is kind of what's wrong with the world too, right? Like, like if somebody's views are so contrary to ours but break no laws, we have to have some acceptance in our heart and allow people to be who they are, no matter how ludicrous it may seem or how far off basis it may seem. But if that's their base, if that's their belief, who are we to say we don't agree with their belief? We don't, we don't. No, 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 no. Belief. They don't get, that's, oh, you got that wrong. 100% wrong. People, people think God, on, people come on. on. People think God on. constantly. Hold on. I'm going to tell you where you got that wrong. They have the right feel any way they want. That is what this country is about. We don't chop your head off or lock you up because you believe a certain thing. But we don't have to respect that view. That's where you're wrong. No. We don't have to have no, any and, respect for a view that's contrary to our own. None. What no, and, and what I'm saying, now, now this is this is where I think this is where I think the, the, the argument could be stated, right? Not that you have to respect it but accept it as that person's way, because it's just no. Like, there's nothing you can do no. about it, but right? So, so, have... so, 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 listen. You once you personally, huh? huh? I'm sorry. No, my sorry. No, so, so once, right? We personally accept that this is where that person at. It makes it easier for us to accept, and, and sometimes, sometimes, in acceptance of other views. It'll give, oh. us, give us a great appreciation. Well, there's so much shit going on in this world. And and I don't really care if it's contrary to what I believe or not, because we the, the greatest thing about this country is that you're allowed to have a voice. That is the greatest thing. You can lie publicly. We have a president who does it daily. I mean, he's actually saying that 100% of the people who can't pay their bills right now because they're not receiving federal checks are backing him. And he's talking fantasy island. Christian Bale with his bullshit. um, Hulk Hogan with his racist bullshit. uh, That newscast up in Rochester who's trying to say that he didn't say Martha Coon King and tell us that we didn't hear what we heard. Bullshit. So just because somebody says some nonsense doesn't mean, you know what? 
People have to, they can be called on their nonsense. That's the beauty oh, of absolutely. it. Oh, absolutely. You call them on it. I want to say this. Now, how, how, let's go, let's touch on a little bit what O said. Now, here's the deal. I, I, it's, it's a lot of people that are into um, the gay lifestyle. And mm-hmm. I don't lock nobody for what they do. What I don't want it done is I don't want it shoved down my throat because, one, I don't have to accept it. But in this country, if you don't accept it, you will be demonized. You will be you will be looked at as a gay hater because gay people have a separate set of laws created mm-hmm. just for them. And if you don't like it, you will be ostracized. You will lose your business, and you will be fucked every which way out of what you know is yours because you don't run with what they're saying. So even though that to a certain extent there is, there's always a freedom of speech, certain people and certain organizations and certain things get the pass because the, once you say, well, I don't like it, especially in a, in a, in a case with the gay community, oh, mm-hmm. they're going to tear you down. If you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're somebody or you have a business or you say it in public, well, I don't want these, I don't, oh, my God. That's one, okay, Cal. One case you ain't gonna win. Cal, here's one for you. Being a father, you got young people who one day gonna join the workforce. What we doing right now? What we are doing this very moment? We are doing a podcast. This is gonna be saved, right? I can't get right. rid of it if I wanted to get rid of it. If you was to spew out something, it could be used against you at a later time. That's why you have to teach your kids about social media. Because what Absolutely. happens is, think about it. Say one of us tomorrow hits the lottery. We become a big thing. And that's why, oh, we don't really use real names. Okay. Because it also protects you that you could speak as freely as you want and nothing can come back to you because maybe nobody ever puts two and two together that it was you. You okay. know what I mean? Get that. So, so if you look at people's podcasts and their YouTube pages, most of the time they use pseudonyms because they don't want. Nowadays, when you go on a job interview, one of the top three things they do after looking at your resume is they check your online history. They mm-hmm. want to know if you said racist shit. They want to know if you're a pedophile. They want to know if you're a homo- homophobic. They want to know if you're anti-Semite. They check. They go to, they get special permission to go where you think they can go. They can go. They're looking at your pictures. And if every picture on your website, and you're supposed to be working somewhere where, say, there's women, and every picture on your Facebook is chicks' asses, they might go, you know what? He ain't the right fit for our organization. You know what I mean? And that could be your thing. You could really love a big fat ass, but it's not everybody's business, (laughs) everything you love. And that's the problem. (laughs) We think that everything we love, everybody else is supposed to love. I always said this one, and I never got it. I think the stupidest fucking thing that people got caught up with was posting their lunch. Nobody gives a fuck that you ate lunch today. It's a good thing that you're eating. We're happy you're eating, but we don't need to see your bacon and eggs. Your bacon and eggs is no more special than the guy in Montana's bacon and eggs. Same. But shit. now I want to bring up. Nobody. Can I bring up something though? But can I bring up something? 
This is the discussion. This is what we do. Okay, this goes back to, see, I'm big on acceptance, right? Like, I'm huge on acceptance, right? Um, However, nobody gives a damn, right? However, right, if the person posting it deems it post-worthy, then you can either accept it or you can reject it. However, if it's going to feed their family. hear Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, though. This is my point, right? It would help the person viewing it with an opinion to incorporate some true acceptance in their life for others' individuality, even when it's idiotic to the person viewing it. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm talking about, no, like, we, if nobody, I do something regularly, if I do Nobody's something regularly, talking about right? taking anybody's rights. I'm no, 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 no. I'm talking. I'm talking about this. I'm talking about an exercise in futility, right? That's what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about. But everybody's not an exercise. There are people who have power. That's who I'm talking about. People who have power. When a person is sitting on the other, cow, you interview with me. Am I lying? Indeed, indeed. You interview for a job, and who did you interview with? I interviewed with you. Thank you. Which meant that at that moment in time, I had the power to uh, allow you to receive a paycheck from this company or not receive a paycheck from this company. True? That's correct. Okay. I get that. There are millions and millions of people who are in positions of power who sit back and their job is to judge people coming into their company. And they Mm -hmm. have offense to all kinds of stuff. So you know what, in, in, right. in Shangri-La, you could say it's a beautiful thing to accept, but in real life, man, motherfuckers got to eat, they got to pay car notes, they got to pay insurance, and online shit hinders people from doing that because they might, Correct. you know, your political views could piss somebody off enough to make you lose a $70,000 job. Just your Thank political you. views. I, I, case in point, I work for the federal government. I'm in the middle of getting retired. So whatever them, you know, I work exactly for the post office, the executive branch of the government. And the fact that they're not getting a, a paycheck right now is not affecting me personally. You understand? But at the end of the day, I disagree with 45 and his, his views, but I can't put my postal uniform on and walk around with a picture saying, fuck 45. Exactly. Not if you want to keep working. And, and okay. not if you want to keep working where you work. No, I won't be able to keep From my life. job. I got to keep my political views and how I feel personally to myself. Now, case in point, you know what I'm saying? I, 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 I'm a person that does music. I deal with, I get hundreds of emails of music every day. So it's up to me to decide which songs I'm going to put in rotation at New York Underground Radio. So... The, 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 Go ahead the and process is for me is I put a song on. Let's say I got a thousand songs today. I put a song on. I know within the first 18 seconds if I'm going to play that song or if I'm going to put that song in a rotation or, you know, this person might be requesting an interview. If I'm even gonna, if their music is even worth me even interviewing them. So, and that's power. If I post something on social media, people are paying attention. It's power. Doc, if you post something on social media, it's power. If I tell everybody, hey, like this, like this, like this, like this, like this, I'm going to get hundreds of thousands of responses. I got to be responsible for what I say. I interview hundreds of 
people on the radio daily. And what I try to do is I try to compartmentalize what we're talking about, what we're saying, so that way nobody, what they do or what they see, even even though their views are their own, it doesn't come back and bite me in my ass. They say, well, yeah, Cal Wonder God, he had a, a anti-Semite on his show, but don't listen to his show no more. Yeah, like me and uh, me and Ned, right? Because neither one of us happened to be homosexuals, we decided to interview some gay guys just to get a viewpoint. <laughs> I know that was good. <laughs> uh, it's we wasn't pro nor anti. We also knew how to step on lines to make sure that we wasn't pro or anti because too many people listen. I've had people who reach out to me and say, "You know what? You made my day." I listened to you, That's and right. I loved what I heard. I listened to you, and I can't stand your fucking guts. I would like to meet you somewhere <laughs> and end you. But that's, that's, that's how it goes and when you decide to do this. And Putting yourself you, out. You, right, and you also protective. Like, I've talked to Bones. I know what Bones did for a living. I never discuss it. It doesn't even come up in conversation because nobody's business. You separate a a a the persona that you have out there from your real life. There's parts of your real life that must be blanketed. They have nothing to do with what's going on in in this world. So you leave it out of that world, you know. That's hey guys, um, I, I I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be leaving you guys for the day, man. But I I just want to tell y'all, man, like um, it was a pleasure, right? <laughs> and if, right, if nothing, if y'all got nothing from my participation, man, just know, man, that um, acceptance, right, is huge, man, and and and, and not on a, a large, worldly scale, but I'm talking about on a personal level, man. Once you really, really incorporate some total acceptance, right, that people are where they at, it makes things easier just to cope. That's what I found for me, man. That's what works for me, right, yo. Gays gonna be gays, liars gonna be liars, cheaters gonna be cheaters, rapists gonna be rapists, right? And not happen to condone it or appreciate it, but accept them. Accept people for exactly who they are. You know, because people say all the time, right? You know, I'm 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 being humble. I'm being humble. And I looked up the definition of humility. True humility is being exactly who you are. On that note, man, I wish you had a good day, man. All right? Okay. Have a good day, old. Good to talk with you. Peace, man. Peace. So, you know, it's just, it's just a, it's a bizarre thing out there. So, and I feel horrible for the, uh, I feel horrible for the uh, people that's not receiving paychecks. Now, think about this, Cal. You still there, Bones? You got, you got 45. Yeah, I'm still here. About, you All got right. 45 talking about this damn wall. Do you know they found three tunnels in Arizona? Three tunnels this month alone. So it, the walling wall is is a distraction for some other bullshit. Probably Russia. Yeah. Yep. You know, because let's look at this. This is me personally. Do I think that we should have border patrol? Do I think that everybody should be able to just float in here because they want to? No. Because. Try to go to Canada. It ain't you just don't walk into Canada. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's there's a process that you gotta go through to get to Canada or England or France. And America should have, but you know what? We can't pick one group of people. 
don't just pick the Mexicans. You know, there are Russians coming in, Italians, Hispanics. The world is coming in. And so we have to look at everybody. Yeah, it's you know, easy. You, you, agree. Go ahead, I'll talk, preach. It's ahead. easy. It's easy to just say Hispanics. I mean, do we know that they have a cultural gang issue? Hell yeah. You got to be stupid not to know that. It's just a cultural gang thing. But they don't they, represent they, all Hispanics. And, and no, that, they and don't, that's, man. That's the whole key. You know? No, and and, and I, I hate that we throw them all in one barrel. But see, you know what the Hispanics we know in New York is a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? Because what people see, see a lot of people that don't deal with say black people don't understand that there are you know different cultures even amongst black people. They tend to group all black people into one, as what they do with Hispanics or even <laughs> Asians. They, they tend to say they think everybody's Chinese. No, everybody is not Chinese because they're Asian. You know, and some people that are Asian will find that to be offensive. You know, and damn right. going back to 45, he's offensive. You know, and at the end of the day, I keep telling people this is this was my biggest thing in discussing him and all everything that he has going on. Right before they had the election when he was elected, um, you know, like maybe I would say maybe a couple of months before, he had turned everybody off real bad. So a lot of people were saying, I'm not going to vote for him. And he's the worst of the lot. He's the Antichrist. He's blah, 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 blah. And don't you know these same people turned around and voted for him? Because when I, when I was watching the TV and I looked at the, the, the states and the electoral votes, and I looked at all that red, I said, wait a minute. These are the same motherfuckers that said they wouldn't vote for him. They <laughs> turned around and voted for him and then tried to act like, well, I didn't vote for him. But how the fuck he got your whole state? And this was my big thing. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it was a lot, and a lot, there's a lot of black people that voted for him as well. And Had I know to be. a lot of black people that are trying to sell me his rhetoric because he was able to get elected on some of the things that he said that might make you feel good as a person. He's a piece of shit. Politician, he is not. He is a businessman and a very foolish one with failed businesses. Case in point, yesterday, uh, uh, one of my older buddies, he posted a picture, and he, uh, he posted, a, he made a post something about the immigration. So the, last, the very last time I was in, the, next, the, the time next to last I was in Atlantic City, I had took a picture of some of the, the Mexican immigrants that he had working for him, protesting in front of the Taj Mahal right before it closed. And so I talked to them. And I asked them, you know, you know, and what they were angry about was, you know, their treatment, their wages, you know, just how he dealt with them. And this was before a dude got elected, you know, and it was horrible. I actually took a picture and I posted it under this guy's post. And my point was, we all knew what it was. So anybody that supported that and took and ran with that, you know he wanted to build the wall. A wall is not going to keep nobody out, especially, again, like you just said, Doc, it's, they found three tunnels in Arizona. Alone. So how the hell are you going to keep somebody out and, and, and tell them they can't come for a, a, a better way of life when we already got all these other people over here who are making contributions to this, con this country that are not very good ones? 
But, you know, the, 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 oh, we'll, we'll send them back. I, I done seen dudes, in particular some Jamaican dudes from my neighborhood that were the worst pieces of shit on life. They've been deported and they've been right back here three times and they're still here. So you can't keep a person away out of America if they want to come back and a wall ain't going to do it. That's my opinion on it. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, that, that uh, I don't even know, like I said, I think the wall has been a humongous distraction from the get-go about other things that have nothing yep. to do with Hispanics, a wall, uh, uh, even this kind of crazy monument. He wants a monument to himself, and he feels that this wall will be his monument. I mean, because I'm going to tell you now, this is just me. It only takes you about a minute per day. I think every morning when you sign online, and I know this is not something you want to do, you really should just take a minute in the morning and read his tweets every day just to hear the I do. I get him on Twitter. I get him on Twitter. Just, uh, yeah, just do it. I mean, because some of the things that that come out of his mouth, um, he said he can relate to the pain of federal workers who can't pay their bills. When does Trump not now? He never pays his bills to corporations, but personally, when has he not been able to pay his bills? When has a light bill or a gas bill or cell phone bill ever been an issue to him? Never. Never. He's never. In fact, other pay his bills. <laughs> this man has never known a day of hunger. Go to a fucking project building. Those people, some of those, and I'm not saying all. Some of those people know what a day of hunger is like. Absolutely. That's fear. Eviction note and hungry, that's fear. Absolutely. When you ain't never experienced that, you know, it's like being, um, shit, Jay-Z's children, they, they're not going to know. They, I don't give a fuck how much he tells them about Marcy. They'll never be able to relate to Marcy projects. But that's not their story. I agree. You know, you know I, and I feel the same way about my children, you know, and how they're sheltered and how, you know, I, they got, you know, I'm looking at the white picket fence outside with all the snow on it right now. This is what they know. They're, they've never been, you know, had to take a bus or a train. They'll never know that, you know. They're and you know what? Ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, the fish don't fry in the kitchen. Moving on up is a good thing. Moving on up is a very good thing. And I'm but you know what I will say sure. about it? Doc and Bones, you know what I will say about that? Sometimes these little monsters need a lesson in humility. And as yeah, a man. parent, right now, I'm wishing in a sense I would have left my little kids or teenagers, let them experience New York just a little bit more. Because I took them out right before they had to make a decision to either be a predator or prey. And there's different different compartmentalizations of being a predator. And I'm sure both of you two gentlemen here can relate to being a predator. Absolutely. But at the end of the yeah. day, you know, you know why you were doing whatever it was you were doing. I also can relate directly to being a predator, a complete predator. 
And I was not that type of guy. But because of your environment and where you are, in in if you if you if you don't adapt to your environment, you will get ate alive. And these kids yeah, yeah. nowadays don't have a clue because they they you're out here, you know they're out here walking around in this town where I live at at two o'clock in the morning, and don't think that somebody can snatch them, take them, and violate them in ways unimaginable. Because they say, oh well, we're not in New York, you know we can go and do this. They don't have a clue. You know what, I think I think uh, a responsibility for suburban parents more than any other parent other than the rich is you have to learn a very small word that is the biggest word in our whole language and mean it. No. That's it. Learn the word no. That's where the guilt comes. The suburban parent does not say no enough. These children are so small beyond belief that it's ridiculous. I say no a lot. I think that they should have everything that they can have, but the word no has to have power. And it can't be two seconds later, you're the pussy and go, well, I feel bad. No, don't relate what your childhood was to their childhood. It's a totally different thing. Not even on the same, not even in the in 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 in, in the same realm. See, but my problem it's, down here—it's not this. Yeah, it, it was my problem though. Okay, how you just said, Doc? The word no. All right, Bones, you can relate to the word no with these kids. I can relate to the word no, but the parents down here, for an example. Um, my daughter went missing, ran away, because I said no to her consistently. And she, these parents allowed her to stay with their kids in their houses, didn't feel that it was responsible for enough for them to call me and say, well, hey, your daughter's been sleeping in my house for X, Y, and Z, or to get in touch with me or to know that the, 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 the state police here, the, 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 every form of... of, of uh, police policing was looking for this young lady, and she's in your fucking house with your kid. And not only that, you're taking my daughter and your kid when they both should be in school out to eat lunch and run errands with you. And we're looking for my daughter. Y'all are making kids overcome as they please. They're getting high. They're drinking the liquor that you have in your house. So it's no responsibility with these kids down here where I'm at. And I do place the blame on the parents first. Because like you said, they're not saying no bones. They're not saying no. And so that puts me, that makes me look like a fucking idiot. My, I was thinking my niece about lives with me. My my niece lives with me. Okay. And she's and uh she has a uh iPhone and posting stuff on YouTube and we're like, um, hold up <clears throat> where the hell you get this phone from? Because we ain't got no phone. We didn't buy a phone. And her mother knew, her grandmother knew, and her best friends who she stole the phone from, they're looking for it and they figured that it was her. 
and they didn't say anything. All three adults, no one says anything. They're all like, oh, we didn't want to get her into trouble. What? The, the what? You didn't want to get her in trouble after you died of the kidney. You didn't want to get her in trouble. Fuck that. Do you know the lessons that you learned? Actions. Yeah, do you know the lessons that you learned from being in trouble? Their life changed. Their life saving. Especially when it's just trouble. It's not, you, 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 you're not going to cease existing. You know? This is why a young shit. girl, this is why a young girl can hide a pregnancy from a family for eight fucking months. Because she's scared of the trouble. And then she gets in bigger trouble because maybe she birthed this child and puts it in a sack in a dumpster. When all she might have had to do was speak up and the family says, you know what, baby, this is something that happened. We got this. We got this. And and, right. and I and say that to help. say this. Yeah. Y'all gonna have children who are gonna be college age soon. And and I'm and this got me kind of sick. A young girl commits suicide, she goes to Northwestern, she's pledging for a sorority. They haze her so bad she kills herself, young sister. But she might have never spoke to anybody. She endured the pain till she couldn't endure the pain no more. But you know what? You got to be able to speak to your people. You know what? I can't handle this. Right. We are the scariest race of people on the planet to say mentally this shit is getting me. That's one thing right. black people not do. It's mentally I am worn out. We don't do that. Now, the Jewish people, that's a part of their culture. They go to therapists from the fucking time they like young kids. So it's normal for them to reach out. I'm not saying that it works for all of them, because some of them are Looney Tunes too. But at least that's not something they're scared of. You have a buddy. One second, Cal. Say you have a buddy, and your buddy is acting a little flaky mentally growing up. He gets ostracized on the block. He's whacked out. He's he's weak. He's a sissy. You know, and that's how we get down. And it's wrong. It it, it is. And and I'll tell you, you know, and dealing with my daughter and her situation, I had to, you know, even before it really got bad, I went and I sought help for her and I tried to get her the best help I could. And when I realized, because it took me a little while to, to, to recognize that she was an EDP, emotionally disturbed person. She had some mental issues. And so I'm dealing with her as a wayward child and an angry parent. Like, what are you, you know, what you? but it wasn't that. Once I recognized she was an EDP, I said, you know what, the next time she does something, I'm going to have her committed. And I did. I had her committed. And that stay inside of that institution, it changed to just a little. And here's why I'm going to say just a little. Because these kids, they feel like, you know, when they get in trouble or they got to go to juvenile hall or go here or go there, <clears throat> it's just a pat on the back. You know, you stay there for a couple of days. It, ain't, it, wasn't, it wasn't that bad. You know, I went, they, you know, took everything from me, and now I'm back. Hey, I'm back. I didn't learn anything. And so, therefore, 
you know, and then they're considered like they're like they have a stamp like there's some like bad kid, like, yo, she's rough and tough, she went there and you know, they did they put her through all of this. I'm saying to myself, like, yo, the things that these kids is considering trouble is not the type of trouble we was in. You understand what I'm saying? Sure. <laughs> and, yo, I got some some serious gunshot wounds. And the last one I got was in 2011 by mistake, just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Actually, my man shot me in my arm, a great, great shot, but I still got the wound. It wasn't meant for me. The point is, you know, we had some experiences that we can't even repeat on air, all right? That's trouble. If I take any one of these little motherfuckers here from where I live and put them in the middle of Brooklyn, they're done. I take them and I put any one of these little motherfuckers in Rikers Island, they're done. You will yeah, learn you know, I, what it is to be an animal. I, I thought about this learn. a lot. I, I, I chose a path. My hustle, my hustle was, I'm a working man. I knew that. I knew I wasn't a criminal because I did not like, I don't even like the idea of incarceration for me. I don't like to have my moments, my movements, me being told when to go. First of all, I'm like a cat. I couldn't shit. So what am I going to do in prison? When you (laughs) can't even take a shit. You know what I mean? (laughs) Bones, you know that. That's a fact right there. (laughs) You know, I mean, how am I going to survive? You understand? The showering part is one thing. The shitting part is a whole, you know, I can't do it. So that automatically made me not eligible. So I knew that my best course of action was nine to fiver. And I stuck on that path. And I'm happy that I stuck on that path. But I also grew around, I grew up around a lot of sharks. So I learned how to maneuver landmines. I grew up with guys who would be considered, if if they did documentaries on them, Serial killers. Yeah. Serial fucking killers. Absolutely. That you spoke to daily. (laughs) Some of them are some of them are my friends. And and I was telling somebody this the other day, like, these are my these are yeah, I know he's a murderer, but uh, he doesn't scare me. You know what I'm saying? Listen, still my friend. (laughs) I watched I watched a program on YouTube the other day about Arby Square Mall which is a little shit more downtown Brooklyn used to be. This mall might have had six or seven known killers who were there daily, including 50 cents. That's right. Who who could clear? And I'm telling you, Cal, this little bastard could clear out a five block area by just somebody saying that he was coming. Incredible. And these are, this heard. is what I grew up in. Clearly, like Omar, clear. from the, Omar from the wire. Exactly. This little yeah. bastard could literally clear out a block. And sometimes they would just be downtown and it'd be piles of them. One more shiesty than the next. And you go, damn, man. Matter of fact, I'm going over to those buildings later today. I know I'm going to run into five or six of these guys. So you learn how to maneuver these these landmines, and and that, that's just the bottom line. I'm glad I'm glad it's not as common as it once was. 
From what I hear, New York crime is supposedly down. No. You know what it is? It's compartmentalized. It's not down. You know what I'm saying? What they're doing is they're they're, they're picking and they're choosing what they want to tell you about what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I basically, I watch um, uh, Channel 12 News, and I look primarily at Brooklyn and the Bronx because that's where all my people are. You know what I'm saying? And what I'm seeing there, a lot of that stuff doesn't make national news. A lot of those shootings, a lot of things that's going on, you know, we don't hear about it. You know, they try to paint, like, a different story and make it seem like, you know, you know, they got all these new programs and all this good stuff happening, which they do, but they're not really giving you what's going on. I'm hearing more through social media about what's going on, you know what I'm saying, in Bed-Stuy, in Brownsville, or, or, or in certain parts of the Bronx. I'm hearing about it on social media. This person got killed, this person got, this happened to this person, or, you know, this, you know, this person's child is doing really good in sports at this school or that school. Like, you know, they're compartmentalizing what they're telling us. So no crime yeah, is um, not down. Uh, they uh, are decriminalizing a lot of crime because their goal is to shut Rikers Island down. Someone liberal in their infinite wisdom thinking that closing Rikers Island is going to change the jail culture. It's not going to change shit. It's still going to remain the same. Poverty's poverty. Thugs are thugs. And that's just that's just the way it is. Real estate. Yeah, I, I, I grew up with a cat, right? Uh, me and this guy did not get along. Because he was a uh, he was a butch kid type, but I wasn't going to be his prey. Right. So we had a we had a beautiful a beautiful fight on Bainbridge and and uh, Malcolm X Boulevard because he tried to do the okie doke. See, a butch kid don't even pull a knife or a gun; they just try to put their hand in your pocket. That's right. They try to manhandle and you. That's right. Doc was the wrong one that day and forever, and. So I ran into him as an adult, and he tells me it was never nothing personal, but it was I needed to eat. I said, motherfucker, didn't you realize that probably everybody you did that to was hungry too? They just, you, they just allowed you. And, and there's got to be, and here's the thing, Bones. So what do you do with the several thousand people who were housed at Rackers Island at Rackers Island's closed. Where do they go? To Disney World? You know, that's the that's the thing is that they, you know, um, you could Google this also too. The Kennedy Fund, they're part of this. They have this mass bailout um, thing that they're initiating. So they want to bail out all of the kids and all of the uh, women also too. But the problem with them is that they're not looking at uh, crime like on a case-by-case basis. If you want to bail people out of jail, fine. But it should be um, nonviolent crimes. You know, someone who Agreed. got shot, jumped the turnstile, yeah, or something like that. You, you, you're, some of these, you're bailing out people who are accused of murder. You don't know what, they, what they're going to do next because when I was there, the only thing they're talking about, instead of them, you know, fighting the case and thinking about, hey, I'm going to go to school, I'm going to do this. Nope. They're thinking about I'm going back to the block and I'm going to finish what I what what what, what uh, unfinished business? But these these sure. um people who have no idea, they absolutely have no clue on how to how this works. People fight. You gotta have conflict resolution. Where are the jobs? Where's the job training? You know, for people who are uh, uneducated, who are they say we're gonna rehabilitate you, but how can you rehabilitate someone who has never been habilitated? They think that this shit is natural. <laughs> 
Because when yeah. I listen yeah. to these kids and these young adults talk, like, they really think if we in the wild, wild west, like, there's no laws. Like, yo, I'm going to go pop Holy my shit. man over here. I'm going to pop this dude over here. Like, nobody's going to come looking for your ass. And they don't run. They stay in the same spot. Who does that? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yo, I have on before I my out, best friend, gonna... my best friend growing wait, 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 up. Wait, wait a second, Bones. Yo, before I retired, you you wouldn't believe this. Like I said, for black men and Spanish men, you, you they need the training. They had a program they used to call shop. Mm-hmm. Offenders, like a military thing, you know, like so they right. could get regimentated and have a routine. Yo, when I left, they had um a freaking petting zoo. A fucking petting zoo. What the fuck for is group? a petting zoo going to do for a black man to come back to bed style up in Harlem in the Bronx somewhere? A fucking petting zoo. Well, That's thanks crazy. for that information because that, what you just told me is not only embarrassing, it's shocking, and it's juvenile. Yeah, you got you got a whole bunch of, um, you know, liberal people never been in a fight, don't know what the fuck they're talking about, and, um, like right, right, like right now, Rikers Island is 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 war. Like right now, the inmates they fuck I mean, literally they fuck officers up like nothing. Like you tell, hey, you can't do X, Y, Z. Pop, they popping on you. Cutting off. I can co-sign that. I can co-sign and, that. Uh, One of my good buddies and, um, is out there City, working. The mayor, yep. the mayor is culpable. The police, look, I mean, the, the Department of Corrections commissioner, the union president, because these mofo's are so stupid. They haven't even filed a workplace violence lawsuit against them. You're not protecting people. There's no repercussions at all in jail because they, that one kid, uh, uh, unfortunately, Khalif Browder, that was a horrible thing what happened to him, how he slipped through the crack, you know, with his bail and not being, right. you know, his low-level offender. But they've used that to be the poster child and um, for, for all that's wrong with Rikers Island. You know, you can't think, I mean, violence is violence. I mean, like, when I was there, I mean, it's just, like, amazing. It's a subculture. That shit works itself. Like, when they um was talking about, all the officers uh, um, instituted a program and this and the inmates are running it. Yeah, the motherfucking inmates are running it. You got to be able to have a rapport with them. It's, it's two or a hundred. Yeah, you ain't running shit. They running it. You just got to have enough respect and courage that they respect you. That nothing happens. You know, they will just say, no, nah, we're not going to do this because you see a blah, 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 and they see how you roll. But other than that, if you are hurt, they see you, you pussy, they popping off on whoever. They're going to enact their revenge or whatever. I mean, this shit is a joke. This is really a joke. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Everybody that walks through that uh, door is eligible for that buck 50. Everybody. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that buck 50 is life-changing, man. That's That's like Motherfucker gave you a story. He's like a part of your life forever. That's right. Yes. And, um, and remember how we grew up? Remember how we grew up? There were some gangs, you know, the Jolly Stompers, Tomahawks, and, you know, some few gangs. Yo, every motherfucker in Rikers Island, it's a gang somewhere. That gang culture is crazy. Yeah. You want to know something? I interviewed a guy. Decepticons and, you know, it's, they, they, it's they out there. Is is and you gotta you gotta you gotta join. I interviewed a guy Friday, a kid that uh, I've, I've known him since he was young. He was like a basketball player from my area, and he um, you know, got in some trouble, and he got charged with a murder and spent three years on Rikers Island for a murder mm. he didn't commit. 
And mm. then it was here's the kicker. So like how you said, uh, 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 Doc, that you was watching um, about Albie Square Wall. I was watching about um, uh, a, a documentary on about people getting cut in the face on Rikers Island. And this yeah, same buck guy, 50. I, buck fifty. The same guy I interviewed is in that documentary. He was on the island for, during that time for three years. And he told me, we sat and we talked, because I, I'm going to do the interview with him, because I think some young kids need to hear his story. And he was like, yo, it was like, you know, either you eat or you get eat. And, and he, pretty much was, he pretty you much was, keep... you know. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kyle. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Doc. You go ahead. I got, no, I got I to gotta ask Bones a question. So you can't keep your head down and just go about your business. That's not happening. No, it's, it's it, you gotta be then you gotta be that dude then you know what I mean? You got to be weakness. So you gotta be willing to be so ultra violent if it comes at you. That's the only way you can do that. Yeah, just right. like Cal said about uh, adapting to your environment. Mm-hmm. You better uh, you better adapt quickly and know who the <laughs> players are and adapt to that shit quickly, or you're gonna get eight. Yeah, because yeah, I'm not I'm not big on food. I'm not I'm not big on you telling me I can't reach out to my people. I can't nah, well, I'm gotta, sure the phone, phone is owned. Nah, man, you oh, oh, that's that. another thing. That's another thing. The phone too. is owned. New York, um they when I first started, the phones was free and guys were getting the buck fifties and, and done and damn near killed over the phone. Then they went to a. uh you got to pay, you know, um, pin, pad, pin, so whatever money you had. But they still figured out a way to manipulate that. But now right. they don't went back to the phone. It's free. And so that it's means going to you... be the same thing again. It's going to be yeah. it's going to be three guys who are going to run that phone. It, well, actually, it's crazy, too, because they have a black phone. They have a Spanish phone. And it, it, there was a neutral phone. And, um, in, and at 6 o'clock. It's prime time, so they call that slot time, and it's only right. going to be in that time right there, three or four guys who are going to rock that phone from 6 o'clock in the evening to 11 o'clock when they check, when they lock in. And those guys then, if you want to use the phone, then you're going to pay to use that phone, whether you're giving them commissary or something. And then if, you, if someone's telling you now it's prime time, so that's when everybody people home. So then that dude right there who you want his time for, now you got to do something to that dude to get that time. That's right. Okay, more than likely, so, he's going to be a warrior. Yeah, so that's why when those clowns be talking about, oh, the officers are running a program. No, the inmates are. They just allow you to live because you, you, you just can't stop that shit. Like, you can't stop how their hierarchy is of who's running what and who's doing what. You can't stop it. It's just like right. a, a, a a thing that it's, it's hidden, but it's there. It's right in the open. But deals are being made and stuff like that right in the open. And you, you unless someone's just telling you, like, if somebody hates hey, CEO, but plenty of times guys will tell me straight up, no, this dude can't. And they, they, they wasn't coming to me rough or raw. It was like, yo, B, this guy can't live here. And you have to respect this dude when he said, yo, this dude can't live here. Because you didn't know what was going to happen, you know, whether this guy 
you know, some what, what thirty people were gonna jump one guy, or he was gonna get stabbed. So guess what? You did it. Gotta get him up. Hey, this guy got to go. Save his yeah, life. Exactly. Save his dude's life. You know, that's so, the real right straight there. up. Yeah, you, you know what? I I I I'm gonna tell you now, Bones. I really appreciate the uh, the enthusiasm and um, your honesty because you you emoted this situation really well. I, that that was a beautiful. This has been a beautiful twenty minutes. I tell you. Yeah, the bulls ain't say nothing the first 20 minutes. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing that lets you know how fraudulent we are as a society when it comes to the penal system. If we truly have over 2 million people locked up, we know we don't have 2 million employees maintaining them. So the numbers are in the prisoner's favor big time. So sure they run the joint up. The only thing is they ain't got the key to the front door. That's all. No, no. And um, and also, too, like these little small towns, like I'm upstate, you know, New York, and um, this is their economy, you know, these prisons. You know, all these prisons going up north, that's the economy. Bail or jail out there, you get in trouble. Bail or jail, you get in trouble up there. Yeah. And it's kind of yes, like sir. that down here where I'm at, too. This is it's like, and then they make you pay to be in jail down here. And shit, you gotta have oh, an appointment yeah. to go to jail. You gotta make an appointment to go to jail. They lock you up. Uh, mm-hmm. uh you probably not gonna be seen for a couple of days. Let's make an appointment with Judge So and So. You can see them two weeks from now. So we are gonna keep you here in the county. You matter of fact, before you even get your bail hearing, this is but this is the shit they're doing down here. And, and yeah. so it's, for me, you know, it's, it's ass backwards. But this is how they make their money. So if you're not from here, you're driving through here. You know, um, see the town that I'm in is a lot of people that's transplanted from different uh, states and stuff like that. So it's not normal that you'll see somebody that's not from here. But the police in this county here, they know who's who. They know who they stopping and why they stopping it, you know, and what they do is they throw charges on top of charges, on top of charges, on top of charges. And really who they killing when they get a chance is the youth because their parents have the money to pay when they put these youth in jail, all right? You go to jail for DWI down here, DUI, you got to pay to go to the drunk class. Your insurance doesn't cover it, you're going to jail. Everything is pay, pay, pay. Something must be going on right now here in Raleigh because I tell you what, either the prisons are so fucked up or the jails are so fucked up because lately these kids have been fucking cops like if it's... um, like they picking pigeons. They're not allowing themselves to be arrested. They just shooting these cops. Like every three, four week. And I'm like, damn, that is kind of bizarre because you know the time you get for shooting a law enforcement off. But it seemed like they oh, like, like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care. They, they I mean, this has become probably just getting bad too. You know what I'm saying? That's about forty five minutes from well, my home is in Rocky Mountain big houses out there and they was telling me that you know Raleigh was bad because I was considering moving to Raleigh well see here's the thing I'm going I'm going to say something about Raleigh there is a section of Raleigh that I would consider really hood but there are so many suburbs that I'm nowhere near anything that looks hoodish I've never seen the hood and I've been here since 2012 and but they say that's like past downtown Raleigh 
And I've never been past round, downtown Raleigh. Like near Shore downtown University. Raleigh is still, though. No, downtown I've been downtown, but I'm saying past. But like, no, you know how when you ride through, when you ride through down, down, downtown Raleigh is so clean, you can eat off the floor. I mean, literally yeah, yeah. eat off the floor. So as you go down and, that, and as you start getting towards the hood, that's when you see all the bars. Like the, the area kind of changes. It becomes, you know, an area of color. You can, you, you can see from, let's say, the airport. Let's say you're right there at the airport. You're right there at, um, at, at, the, at the college. You could go down about, say, maybe 20, 25 minutes. It's a straight ride. And you can just watch Raleigh change. And I was surprised yeah, I'm... when I saw it. I could throw a rock to the airport. I'm about eight miles away from the airport. So I'm oh, I'm good. in the triangle. Yeah, I'm in the triangle area. Oh, you're good. And it's um you're, you're it's it's where I'm at is really well, I wouldn't say it's really nice, but it's nice. It, um our biggest issue here is driving. Uh nobody knows how to drive. They get no, these licenses when they're fifteen. And they need to be retested by the time they're 30. Wow. You know? Well, gentlemen, I'm going to let you guys go on to your Sunday. Yeah, this I was been just about to say, I got to dig out. We got hit with like 13 inches of snow. I'm about to go dig out right now as we speak, too. But uh, it was Well, a good luck to you with that. Because that sucks. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm about to do that right now. Bones, it was a pleasure. Doc, it was a pleasure. I guess um next week I'll be hitting you guys back up so we can, can definitely because we, we didn't even get into the shit we I, I was look I was looking forward to some other stuff so we will we'll, I guess we'll get it back and, and we'll definitely chop it up next week everybody have a great week yes yes gentlemen bones thank you sir appreciate you oh, man oh thank you thank you. good talking to you and Cal all right yes yes brothers. Y'all have a good day okay, okay yes yes go watch some football all right okay all right, peace yep. gentlemen. I'm going to end this show right now, and I'm just going to say, like I always say, peace to you and yours.